Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, Navigating the Clickety-Clack, Guide to Healing, Chronic Pain, and Evolutionary Healer. And if you are a sensitive soul like I am, um, I would love for you to have my free sensitive soul guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. So it's there to empower you so you can have you know, the life of your dreams, fulfill your mission, um, and express your light so we can pull the world out of darkness. And definitely we, we need as many light workers as possible. So if that resonates with you, please get it at sensitivesoulguide.com. Now, this month, now the first Monday of every month, we have the Ask the LifeWave Doctors show with my colleague, Dr. Dennis Loebstein, and Loebstein, sorry, and a very, very happy um this month, we're going to be doing part two of our patching protocols for bladder discomfort. Uh, we're going to add in some, you know, prostate discomfort issues, uh, urinary tract issues, so that uh, people can know how to use phototherapy patches, such as the LifeWave phototherapy patches, um, combined with some uh, in, uh, ancient Chinese uh, Asian medicine principles. Um, and you can, like, you know, have fun and, and play with some of these protocols and see what they work for you. Now, if you're brand new to LifeWave Phototherapy, please note that um, what we're presenting today is advanced, okay? So so you don't have to freak out and go, oh, my God, I'm never going to know this, remember this. No, no, no. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm going to be writing notes for you. Um, PatchTrainingTeam.com is where the notes are going to be housed. And um, I'm writing a blog as we speak, uh, starting up, and it'll usually be published within an hour or two of the show. It usually takes me about four, four to five hours to get everything all set up. But And that's for free, and that's public, so you can go to patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog if you want um, direct links to the notes. So we're going to do advanced stuff, but I would love for you to ask us questions. So we're going to be opening up the phone lines later on in the show, and the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so you know your hand is up. Uh, again, it's uh, actually area code 818-514-1190 and hit one. So if you're not in North America and uh, it's long distance for you, I will open up the chat right now. So you can ask your question of Dr. Dennis or myself in the chat as well. And this is a great opportunity for Dr. Dennis and I to really help people from around the world in our LifeWave family because we're all both very, very busy with our own LifeWave teams. And um, I recently just um, am leaving the, the Facebook group that I had started because, uh, well, first of all, Facebook has censored me and has prevented me from posting to my very own groups. So that's um, a wonderful uh, thing in a way because it's like a note from the universe saying move away from Facebook, right, or at least certain aspects of it. And that's free is going to free up some of my time to really be able to help the people that are on my team as well as my other growing healing business and my new students and things like that. So but uh, uh, for those of you that are on that LifeWave, um, I think we had to rename it because of corporate policies, but LW Phototherapy, um, Patch Training Team Support Group, um, Anna Kadina is one of my leaders in my team, and she's going to continue supporting people in that group. So we are so grateful for Anna uh, doing that. And, um, and, of course, we have lots of wonderful people, both from our team and other teams as well, supporting each other. So I'm sorry to be leaving that team, but, uh, you know, Dr. Dennis and I do this, you know, once a month um, to, to help you. And I think we'll be growing. Um, this will be even more popular now so people can ask those questions. So, Dr. Dennis, uh, hello. Welcome to this month's show. 
Oh, hey, Dr. Karen, I'm so happy to be here. And I know it's going to be a great show because I just had a spaz attack and spilled my tea over my papers. funny well well you know we we certainly have uh you know questions um from all all, all over the world uh i think that people aren't necessarily used to you know being on the show um and then of course there's the whole chat long distance thing so you know we'll we'll figure out um how best to to do these in the future um but uh, yeah there there are all sorts of questions coming in spaz attacks uh was not one of them but there was something similar and i'm trying to think of what that person <laughs> asked me uh, it was like not being present or resistance or, oh, I can't remember what it is now. Ah, so I hope that whoever you are, if you, hopefully you're calling in and, and when we, um, un, you know, unmute you and, and if you put your hand up, then you can ask that specific question. But it was a little bit unusual and I thought that'd be a great question to ask you. And then, of course, I didn't remember it necessarily. So I hope uh, they're there because we asked. Uh, him, her to be here today. Um, so, Dr. Dennis, this is part two. We kind of started with, you know, part one um, last month about the patching, and 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 you know, we're going to add in a little bit of things on prostate today, but related to the same system, right? Bladder pain, urinary frequency, and today prostate health. So maybe you can just like quickly summarize last month, um, kind of like what we did, and then we'll continue for this month and. Um, the blog post will have that continuation. Okay, well, <clears throat> last month we talked about bladder pain and frequent urination and bladder irritability and uh, what was behind the TCM physiology of that. And basically that was uh, damp, damp heat in the bladder and uh, damp cold in the bladder, which is more rare but that occurs in cases of deficiency. Um, the, the damp heat usually occurs when there is an excess of irritability causing inflammation or some kind of toxic effect going on with either an infection or just um, a toxic irritation of the tissues. And we talked about the acupuncture points and what their properties are, what they're indicated for in Asian medicine. And then we started with a protocol. And um, before I get into details of the protocol again, uh, I just want to give an overview of how we're going to, when we're done with that, talk about <clears throat> prostate and how the, the prostate is um, viewed from Western medicine and then from Asian medicine and some additional points and their properties, and then I'll go through protocol for that. Okay, that so sounds great. What, yeah, what I think I last time we started the protocol for pain and urgency, hot painful, uh, or blood in the urine, so hot painful urine or blood in the urine, and, um, you you know, in that, that show you mentioned about um, Alavita on the third eye, and then um, lung seven and or liver 13, and then lung seven and kidney 10. Um, uh, so we kind of kind of finished off that particular protocol. So we got, we got the one for pain and for urgency, and that includes yeah. uh, possible blood in the urine. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that was probably the, the one for the most severe case. And then um, probably the most common one is for frequent urination. 
frequent and copious and uh, actually got three different protocols for frequent. So um, let's start with one of them. So uh, I, I love using the Alavita patch on the third eye because it, um, the, the third eye or the yintong point between the eyebrows has a direct connection to the pineal body. And, and if you can affect the um, epithalamin in the pineal, then you're affecting the limbic brain and also its influence on the hypothalamus and the pituitary's balance of endocrine hormones. So that, that's my madness behind the method of using olivita on yin tongue. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, then I'd also, in addition to olivita and yin tongue, I'd, I'd use a lung energy enhancer or ice wave on lung five with the white on the right and tan on the left. And um, we talked about the reasons for using lung five because it's a, a water point of the lung and clears okay. heat and regulates water passages. I've got here yeah, yeah. Uh, lung seven. Hang on. Um, hang on. Let me see. Oh, sorry. You're right. Lung five. Yep. I was looking at the other one. This is frequent and copious urination. So this is the frequent urination one. Yep. I'm going to copy and paste that into my new note. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. I have lung seven down for frequent and copious. But for just frequent, with, without a lot of volume, um, I, I, I have lung five in my protocol. Okay, and then in addition to olivine on the third eye and energy enhancer or ice wave on lung five, I'd use... Um, CV3 or CV4. So the reason I use CV3 is if we have a case of stagnation of chi and or blood, and the reason I use CV4 is if I'm trying to restore yang, if there's a yang deficiency, which means like a weakness and low energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the patches I'd use on either CV3 or CV4 are glutathione or carnosine or even X39. Right. Okay, and then... How do people uh, choose that? Like, do they go, oh, I'm going to use... Well, besides, you know, not having the others, uh, is there a certain way uh, why they would choose one or the other? Well, you could use a logic of what's behind each patch. Like if um, your intention is to boost the master antioxidant of the body and replenish vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin A and CoQ10, then you go with the glutathione. Mm. If you uh, have more of an intention of repairing damaged irritable tissue and rejuvenating and repairing the tissue, you'd use carnosine. Or uh-huh. even X39, which would help repair tissue. And X39 also seems to increase glutathione. Yes. So you could, you could use that logic, that approach. Um, let's, let's say you wanted to repair the, the lining of the bladder and uh, boost stem cell proliferation in order to do that. 
then X39 would be indicated. Um, or you could do a um, um, kinesiology test to see which one gives you a better lock on your energy and determine it that way. Right. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. So I actually do both. Figure what's indicated from the pattern, look at the energy, see what would help that point the best, and also do an energy test on it. Mm-hmm. And also, um, as an aside, for, for new listeners, um, a good way to find out point locations, like the points I'm talking about, are to go, is to go to yinyonghouse.com and uh, look under the points tab and you can hover the mouse over the point and it'll give you a detailed description of its location. And I'll put a link there right in the blog article I'm writing as well. Cool. Yeah, Dr. Karen does an excellent job of distilling and being concise about all my gum flapping here. Sometimes. But I don't know all that you know, so that's why we. I just love these. You know, I learned so much from you, uh, and and why I write notes too, because um, it's not like I memorize it after you tell us. So these are just so great. Thank you. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. It's fulfilling our mission to share the light and to mm, help exactly. people up in that direction. Yes. 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 Okay, so uh, the the last but not least point I'd use in that particular protocol for frequent urination would be kidney six. So um, in this case, uh, I would use Eon on the right, kidney six, and SP6 patch on left, kidney six. Okay. Okay, and we, uh, we talked about... Uh, indications for kidney six last time. Um, bottom line is uh, it's a good endocrine point and uh, it's also a master point for the yin chow mai, which is a rest channel. And it's indicated for fre- frequent urination and it tonifies the kidney as well and it um, is indicated for deficiencies and regulating the lower jowl. Uh-huh. So the, the lower jowl includes the bladder and the kidneys and below the belly button, basically. Sounds good. I've got right. it down, folks. Oh. Cool. The next protocol is frequent and copious urination. So if we have a lot of water coming out and in Asian medicine, losing a lot of water is considered losing yin. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think of it every, every time I pee that I'm uh, losing yin. So um, you, you, you lose a lot of it when you have copious urination. And also when you're on diuretics, you're, you're losing yin or water. So uh, here we've got uh, yin tong, the Alavita patch on yin tong again. And then instead of lung five, on this one we have lung seven. And um, 
I'd include lung seven if there's a painful component. Um, and as we talked about with pain in the urine, if there is, or a blood in the urine, if there's blood in there with the pain and for heat. Now, chances are if uh, there's heat involved, then the urine won't be copious. Usually you have scanty urine when you have heat. But um, if it's painful and if there's blood in it and if it's copious and frequent, then I go with lung seven. Okay. <clears throat> okay, and so you use energy enhancer or ice wave with that. And then the next one I'd use is um, in this protocol is bladder 23 or bladder 26. Now, the reason for using bladder 23 is if you're trying to increase Jing, tonify Jing, Jing is essence. That's a combination of both yin and yang. And you'd use bladder 26 if there's just a deficiency, like a weakness or a low energy, then bladder 26 would be indicated. So on either one of those points, I'd use glutathione on the right and carnosine on the left or, or an X39 in place of either one of those. Because you feel the glutathione is more uh, electropositive than X39? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. But it, it's talked about how you, or even David mentioned how you could use X39 on both sides of the body. Ah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, there we're not dealing so much with trying to get the right polarity, but to get different frequency in there. Okay. Okay. And then um, the next point would be in this protocol would be kidney three. And that's indicated if there's a, a what's called a bi or an obstruction. BI is a bi. That's an obstruction that's caused by damp or heaviness. Um, accompanied with um, joint pain caused by wind damp. Now, kidney three is used for a lot of other stuff, too, <clears throat> to tonify the kidneys, but in the case of frequent and copious urination, that's why I'd use it for, for this protocol. Mm. Or you could use liver one, and liver one would be <clears throat> indicated for excess heat. Like uh, if there's a, a, a damp heat, irritation, redness, um, and uh, use uh, Eon on the right and SP6 on the left on liver one. So liver one is a little tricky to get to. Yeah, because it's on the tip of the toe. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you do that? Um. You could, um, well, the patch will still kind of stick around the side of the toe. Uh, if you, um, if you look at the nail and draw a line on the bottom of the nail bed and, and along the side of the nail and where that line intersects, that's where the point is. You can stick the middle of the patch right over that point and it'll have a pretty good sticking effect. But if you're worried about it's falling off, you could wrap some tape around the toe too. 
you know, over Okay, the past. so you're kind of wrapping it around. Yeah, right, wrapping okay. it around. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. of course, the patches are flexible, so it's easy to wrap around. Right. And can you just review again why you would pick liver one over kidney three in this example, in this protocol? Yeah, for heat, excess heat, I'd use liver one. Because it's a jingwell point, and jingwell points are used to relieve heat, especially if you you stab them and bleed them and you relieve uh, heat that way. <clears throat> but you can yeah, that's what we used to do, folks. Well, we still do in Chinese medicine, just in case it shocks people. But uh, I got to tell you, it works. I mean, do you remember? Well, of course you do, Dr. Dennis. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning acupuncture and um, in medical well, not in medical school, but when I was in medical school. And um, I learned from this guy, Dr. Hoy, who's still very, very popular in Toronto. Um, I mean, he's like the guy, you know, who's an MD and an acupuncturist. And I, I can't remember who he learned from, but he taught me to puncture large intestine um, one, I think. And maybe, yeah, uh, to relieve um, really, really bad uh, sore throats. Yeah. Um, or was it, was it, I can't remember now. <laughs> I think, yes, I think it was large intestine. Well, anyway, so it was like stabbing that person and then bleeding them out. But I got to tell you, it works like a charm. It's amazing. Yeah. Somebody have like a really, 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 really bad throat and a hot, hot and, and painful throat. And you just stick, obviously, you know, we use a, you know, a needle like a doctor's use, right? And we stab there just like for one little bit. It hurts. For a moment, and then you squeeze, 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 squeeze all the blood out. Not all the blood out, but you, as much will come out. And it's like that excess heat gets exited out of the body, and that person's like throat on that side, like it's like so much better immediately. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and what I I think you meant was uh, lung eleven, which is at the tip of the thumb. Yes, thank you. I was looking at my thumb and I'm going, is this lung or large intestine? I can't remember. <laughs> I just have to look on the chart. It's been so long that I've done that one, but yes, lung. Thank you. On the you. radial radio side of the thumb, on um, the yes. nail bed or the tip of the Thank you. Well, yeah, and, and I remember when, when I used to, um, I used to work in the emergency room and draw blood. These kids would come in with sore throats and with fevers and infections and, you draw a little blood on them to send to the lab, and all of a sudden, just magically, their their fever would go away. Mm. And, and, and you just dissipated all the heat. Okay. That is so interesting. Even though you weren't drawing it from an acupuncture point. Right. Just even from the vein, you know, the, the wow. in, in the elbow. Wow. And the so you were like moving, moving the heat out through the, mm-hmm. through the, uh, just blood, uh, taking blood out. Oh, interesting. Cool. Right. Okay. So let me just review that one just to make sure I got this down on the notes here, Dr. Dennis. So for this protocol mm-hmm. that is for uh, frequent and copious urination, not just frequency, um, we're using Alavita and governor vessel 24.5 in the middle of the forehead, energy or ice wave on lung seven. Uh, glutathione on the right, uh, bladder 23, and carnosine or 39 on the left, bladder 23. Um, and then you could alter, uh, you could use bladder 26 instead if there is deficiency and weakness. Uh, and then um, kidney 3, uh, which is on the inside ankle, or liver 1, what are we patching there? 
Um, kidney three, if there is a heaviness, a joint pain, wind damp, obstruction. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I got uh, that. Which patch are we using? Oh, Eon and SP6. Eon ah, on the right, okay. SP6. SP6. Left and Eon on the right. Got it. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, these are complex protocols, but, you know, it's for this pattern. Um, And uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is advanced. This is not for everyone and definitely not for beginners. But there are a lot of people who are clinicians and acupuncturists, at least on my team, um, who are, you know, or people that are just really into Asian Chinese medicine. They want to learn more. They want to try, you know, more uh, complex patterns. Um, And so this is for them. And uh, the nice thing is you can't do any harm. <laughs> so try protocol, see how that works for you. And if you're like, mm, I don't know, maybe it should be the other one. Well, try the other one and see if that works for you. So you can't, you can't hurt yourself trying these. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of nuances that we're dealing with, with energy patterns and mm-hmm. what the acupuncture points are indicated for meshed or integrated with what you would use the patches for. Like, the Eon patch has a whole slew of things that it affects that are anti-aging and antioxidant effects. And the SP6 patch also seems to work on endorphin system and satisfaction reward system in the brain. Mm-hmm. So there are all kinds of complex nuances involved with that as well. Yep. And nice. we've, we've talked about that in previous shows too. Okay. Um, so that's frequent and copious, copious. Um, also have an alternate for frequent urination and people with diabetes that they call polyuria peeing a lot. Um, I'd use the olivita on yin tong, just like the others. And then go down to stomach 36 and use energy enhancer or ice wave on that. And then use uh, kidney eight. Now, kidney eight's a, a Z cleft point, and um, it's a, it's a Z cleft point of the Yin Chow Mai, which is the, um, the rest channel. And the chi cleft points are where the chi and the blood converge to the surface. And uh, it's indicated for uh, swelling and pain of the genitals and uh, regulating the uh, CV vessel and the Chong vessel, which is um, a more internal meridian to CV that goes to the uh, uterus and also prostate. And it's indicated for lowering damp heat in the lower jowl and for harmonizing the organs in that area. And it's uh, used for lazy bladder and for urine retention. When I say urine retention, it's bipolar to be either retaining too much or letting too much go. So uh, the patches that use on kidney eight are glutathione, and carnosine with um, glutathione on the right, carnosine on the left, or you could use an X39 on either one of those. Okay, and then I go down to kidney six and 
we talked about Y kidney six before and uh, use an eon on the right and SP6 on the left for kidney six. Yeah, it's a little more simple protocol than the others. And they're easier to reach points on your lower leg instead of on your back, like the bladder 23, bladder 26. Mm. So can you review again why we'd use this protocol versus the other one for frequent and copious urination? Uh, it's just an alternate, and it's more simple, and um, I use it more for for diabetic people and, and polyuria or peeing a lot from having uh, sugar problems. Okay. Got it. All right, I'll just name it Protocol 1 and Protocol 2. Okay, so those are the three for frequent urination. Mm-hmm. So we've got four of them now. The first one we talked about last month was for pain. Then we got three of them for frequent. And last but not least, I've got one for nocturnal enuresis or peeing a lot at night. And like like if you wet your bed. Uh, and that's usually a damp cold condition, whereas the others are usually a damp heat condition. Okay, so for this one, I also use Olivita on the Intom. And then either Stomach 28 or Stomach 29. And I'd use Stomach 28 if there's a deficiency. And Stomach 29 if there's a, some kind of mass or stagnation or even for um, anorexia. And um, I use an energy enhancer or ice wave on either one of those with the white on the right and tan on the left. Okay. All right. Um, and by the way, anorexia means wasting or weakness. So if there's a weakness or a stagnation or a mass in stomach 29, if there's just a deficiency, then use stomach 28. Okay, so then um, going further down the body, use bladder 40, which is in the popliteal space right behind the knee. Uh, if, um, if there's more uncontrolled water or urine, and you could use uh, glutathione on the right, bladder 40, and carnosine on the left. And there again, you could uh, substitute either one of those with X39. Uh, what and if then somebody going... only has X39? Can they put it on both sides? Or do you still prefer X39 only on one side and carnosine or glutathione on the other? Well, if they only have X39, I'd prefer to put it on the right. Uh, but okay. you, if you don't mind using a lot of patches and the X39 is more expensive than the others, then sure, put them on both sides. Okay. Okay, and, and then um, go down to kidney eight. Uh, if there's more pain involved and 
I'd use kidney eight if there's pain or kidney six, either kidney eight or kidney six. Uh, I use kidney six if there's quote unquote C raging and and also a fear component with the loss of the the water. So we're, we're talking about like a raging sea at night. So in other words, you, you wake up in a pool of uh, pee. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, not to the point of swimming, but I mean, you really feel it because you're like lying in it. And that's what wakes you up after the fact instead of waking up to go to the toilet. Okay, so uh, that's kidney eight. If there's more pain or kidney six, if there is a, a raging um, sea that you wake up in a pool of and or fear. And the patches I'd use on kidney eight or kidney six would be uh, Eon on the right and SP6 on the left. Okay. Okay, so that completes... The protocols I had for bladder pain and frequent urination and bladder irritability. So there should be five protocols there. Okay, let me summarize some of that. Um, uh, I sort of categorized them kind of based on, you know, last time you went on those symptoms and these are the acupuncture points for those symptoms. So let me just okay. count that I have the right one here. Okay, yes, I do. Okay, good. I'm just I'm trying to make it look decent on the blog. Um, so uh, the first one that we had was pain and urgency and uh, even possible blood in the urine. And so we have that protocol. And then under urinary frequency without copious urination, I've got one protocol. And then... Okay. I've got frequent and copious urination, and I have two protocols here. Is that, that right? Yeah, 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 two. So okay, there's then, an alternate. Okay, and then there's under a nocturnal and uresis, peeing a lot at night. Um, I have one. And um, I'm sure folks are going to ask about, um, you know, what about kids uh, peeing at night? Is that the same protocol or is this only for adults? But of course we don't see a lot of people, uh, peeing at night that is so bad that they, you know, pee themselves. They just go pee a lot, which is a different thing, which is, um, which is the frequency urination protocol, which we talked about before. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, children? Is this the one for them? Well, if they're peeing at night in their sleep, I'd use the, uh, the last one we talked about, Okay. And if they're kids, yeah, you can use it on kids. I'd favor kidney six because um, that's addressing the fear component. And kids are a lot in a lot of stress these days. Yeah. With, um, you know the situation in society with uh, the so-called pandemic. Yeah, I just almost cried yesterday because um, I saw this meme somebody made, and it was all these little baby. Oh, okay, I can't talk about it. I'm gonna cry again. All these little babies with masks on, and um, on the center it said, yeah. um, "This is child abuse." So yeah. anyway, I got I agree. emotional about that. Yeah, well, I, I sympathize with that and agree with it. I mean, you're. By wearing a mask, as we talked about in previous shows, you cut down on your oxygen 
content. You're you're lowering your oxygen tension like three percent from from about twenty percent in the air you breathe down to seventeen percent because you're rebreathing your own air. So that increases your carbon dioxide and you make your body more acidic. And pathogens love to thrive in an acidic environment. So anything you can do to make your body more acidic will favor increasing an infection. Not a good right, idea. Right, which is exactly the opposite of what we're trying to do here, right? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my husband told me that at the CrossFit gym, and it's it's not their fault. I mean, obviously, this is New York State, and New York State mandates pretty crazy stuff, but they are forcing them to wear those cloth masks while they're exercising heavily. And, um, and yeah, as an exercise first, I would not recommend doing that while you're exercising. Right. Right. I mean, there's certain, you know, I'm learning, you know, the Buteco breathing method. He talks about how we have to retrain our systems so we can release that oxygen from the hemoglobin better. And people are over breathing, which is not good either. And, you know, breathing through the nose, breathing deeply but slowly is good, which, of course, you don't breathe slowly when you're doing CrossFit. Um, (laughs) And there's a certain amount of hypercapnia, if you will, that is actually slightly like beneficial like the 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 oxygen bores effect the oxygen actually falls off the hemoglobin easier so you get better tissue oxygenation when you don't over breathe but you know a lot of people don't don't have that skill set right and and myself included I, i have to work at it to breathe properly so you put the average person in a mask Yes, they're going to get air hunger to a certain degree because of that hypercapnia, but that can go too high. That carbon dioxide can go too high, and then they get into the acidity and blah, 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 because they're not breathing properly. So, Right. Yeah, there's another component, too, that causes hypoxia, and that is 5G. Because huh. 5G oh, right. radiation yep. will re- reverse the spin of the outer electron on the oxygen molecule, and then it won't bind as well to the hemoglobin, and it'll make you um, uh, anemic and hypoxic. Right. Well, you know what? I think in my you know ideal new reality, they're just going to convert all those 5G towers into <clears throat> Tesla towers or something, right? Like, hey, <laughs> I can <Right>. dream. <laughs> Change the frequency. Change the frequency. It actually is not that hard. You know, um, so I, I, you know, I don't work with in that industry, but it's actually not. I don't think it's that hard. Anyway, we will we we digress. Yeah. Let's get back to our topic. One more thing that came up I, I want to mention that's kind of interesting is remember how in the 90s the the Clinton campaign used to have a banner in their headquarters that said it's economy stupid. Well, I often told my students that there should be a big sign over the blackboard in the lecture halls and medical schools that say it's the frequency stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be maybe a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe make, make a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. Fantastic. So, um, are you going to talk a little bit about prostate or should we go to the phones first and then come back to the prostate? Well, I can talk a lot about prostate. <clears throat> Depends on how much time you want to spend on it. 
Okay. Well, let's uh, let's maybe go to the phones first. Uh, so the number to call in if you'd like to ask a live question for Dr. Dennis and myself is one eight one eight five one four eleven ninety and hit one so we know your hand is up. So one eight one eight five one four eleven ninety and uh, I'm going to unmute folks in a, in in a moment. You can also put your question in the chat. Uh, one thing you definitely want to do to stay compliant is uh, in terms of you know corporate rules and things like that is we we don't want you to ask questions about how do I patch for a disease. So you can't say how do I patch for Parkinson's or how do I patch for restless leg syndrome. Okay, so anything that has some sort of ICD-9 code that that insurance companies pay doctors <laughs> to diagnose knows you want to reframe all of those in terms of symptoms so for example for restless leg you might say well I you know I, I feel this bug crawling sensation in my legs at night and I have to move it constantly or frequently because I just you know so don't give us necessarily the diagnosis but give us the symptom so with Parkinson's it would be well you know I have somebody who has a brain issue um, who is um, uh, has tremor you know, or is very, very stiff and has tremor, or who has pain in the back, because that could be it, or is very unstable when they walk, they can't feel the floor, like, you know what I mean, like, give us the actual symptom rather than the diagnosis. Okay, so those are the rules. Um, you know, and- interesting way of looking at things, too, because uh, in, in Asian medicine, you look at energy patterns to make a diagnosis, mm-hmm. or to figure out what's going on and what needs to be rebalanced. And you can have the same Western diagnosis in two different people with a different energy pattern. And it's more effective to deal with the energy pattern than it is the Western diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So true. Because the Western diagnosis is just a label for a whole bunch of symptoms. And they arbitrarily go, well, let's see, what should we put in that diagnostic label? Okay, let's put that lab result. Let's do that symptom. That's like fibromyalgia, right? Like, what the heck is that? That's just a bunch of symptoms. They're like, well, we don't know what to do with you people. So we're just going to put it all in, you know, if you have this, 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 and this symptom, we're going to label it fibromyalgia. But in Chinese medicine, you'd be like, wait a second, that person's got you know, uh, wind damp, and that person's got damp heat, and that person's got, you know, something completely different, and their shen is majorly disturbed, you know, so we treat each person differently based on who they are. Now, of course, we don't expect people to be right. Chinese medicine specialists, you know, that listen to the show, so what we're what we're doing here is giving you those kind of patterns, and like I said, with phototherapy, it's not like you're needling and putting needles in yourself or people, right, unless you're an acupuncturist. So you, you can play, you know, with the patches and see what feels better for you, what works better for you. Not all formulas, like, you know, Dr. Dennis could give you one formula for prostate, and I would be like, okay, well, what if that doesn't work, right? And then you're stuck, right? So what Dr. Dennis is doing is giving you the patterns so you can understand it. Like I said, this is advanced. So you understand the patterns, yeah. so you're more likely to pick the correct or more likely to correct the, the, pick the pattern, and you balance that pattern. Right. And yeah. then you could make it really simple like John Chance. John John Chance, if, if some of you listening don't know, was our first distributor in LifeWave. And um, he says, well, instead of all these fancy protocols of where to stick the patches, I just grab a handful of white ones and put them in my right pocket and a handful of left ones put them in my left pocket and I'm good to go. <laughs> 
said that? Oh, that's too funny. I didn't yeah. even say that. But, oh my or he God. used to say that joking, years ago. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's before we had all these other ones. I probably wouldn't recommend that, you know, for new people especially, uh, because there's there's <laughs> there's a lot more white ones than there are tan ones. Um, but anyway. Yeah, uh, He's talking yeah, about he meant energy enhancer patches, right? Yeah, that would actually work. Yeah, James used to do that sometimes. He'd be like, "Okay, I'll put these on later, but right now I'm, you know, gonna take a shower or you know, whatever." And then he'll forget, and it'll just be in his pocket, you know, the white on right, tan on left for the energy enhancer patches. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I forgot to put these on. They've been in my pant pockets all day." Well, I said, "Well, yeah, they've been working." Um, we we used to have people come in our clinic like with back pain. This one woman was sitting on the couch and she couldn't figure out why her back pain was gone. She had her purse slung over her shoulder where the pain was, and the patches were in her purse. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. So we we definitely don't recommend you store patches in your purse uh, next to your body necessarily because they'll start activating and then you'll use up them all up in twelve hours. So I usually have a little metal if I'm doing a purse thing and and traveling, especially I'll use a little metal. Um, uh, container that has uh, usually put credit cards in it so people can't scan your credit card, you know, um, thieves, you know, yeah. identity thieves. So, um, but you can put the patches in there. And I have a purple one, which is different from my other ones uh, for, you know, credit cards and stuff like that. So, um, and I just put the patches in there. And now that they're labeled, so helpful, <laughs> then if I, if they spill out, then I know at least which patches, which I used to have to label the back with, with a pen, um, because they weren't labeled and, and, uh, and life, we spent some good money, tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. To get these things labeled. So I appreciate that. Well, I remember when Dr. Steve was agonizing over how to label the backs of them or the patches in general, before they figured out to print the name on the back. They're agonizing over how to print the name on it. <laughs> well, it's, I guess it's not as easy. You know, you would think it'd be simple, but not necessarily. And, and, and companies will charge a lot for, for you to change things once you've made things up. So if you want to ask a question of Dr. Dennis or myself, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. Or you can, if you're online and you're international, you can put it in the chat and I can read that off. So our first person here who's been waiting patiently, uh, have their hand up, area code 770. Hi, just give us your first name and what symptoms you would like to work on. Hi, this is Melissa. Um, Hi, Melissa. Hey, the question is, so someone who's postmenopausal and has a low hormone issue that starts with EST, because I'm not sure if that, if I said it right out right, if it's considered a diagnosis, <clears throat> but it can create um, genital dryness, itching, that kind of thing. And what is the patching? protocol to actually reverse the problem. I'm convinced that God didn't design women to have this chronically without it being resolved. I believe. Yeah. Um, Good question. And yeah, the Western medicine uh, remedy is a uh, cream that um, doesn't really work very well, I don't think. But um, Primarin cream, which you know, has its own issues. So what would patching 
be to not just take care of the symptoms, but to reverse the the hormone deficiency. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, in general, you always want to start out with um, Eon Brain Protocol to to balance energy and to make all the other patches work better. That's Dr. Karen's protocol. And Which then, protocol? Uh, Which protocol? Eon the brain. brain protocol? Eon Brain. Brain balancing protocol. Okay. Well, you can get it at patchtraining.com. I'm aware of that one, yeah. That's a really good protocol to start with, especially if you're just starting to use the patches. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd go to the uh, five-element protocol with energy enhancer patches to give you overall balance in all of your major officials, all of your your um, yin officials. And so once you've got the blockages cleared neurologically and your energy balanced and all of your officials or, or organs that are yin, then you can look at rebalancing the hormones. And uh, I would um, suggest wearing an Olivita patch on your third eye at night and also uh, put an Eon patch on left kidney six and, oh, I'm sorry, I mean an SP6 patch. Put an SP6, SP6 patch on your okay. left kidney okay. six. Yeah, because SP6 is negative. You want the negative patch on left kidney six, the SP6 patch. And then put the Eon patch on right, Sanjiao 17, which is uh, behind your ear. Just just below your, just behind your earlobe, between your earlobe and right. your skull. Right. Ooh, okay, that's so a good protocol. Yeah, there are lots of um, endocrine points behind your earlobe, and the Sanjiao channel is a water channel, which means it's related to regulating hormones, and kidney six also balances hormones, and that's um, a really good one down there uh, for the SP6 patch, which addresses the endorphins and rebalances endorphins in the limbic brain. So you're addressing a lot of... Uh, endocrine and hormone issue rebalancing by doing that. And also with the Olivita patch on the third eye, you're addressing the root of the hormone imbalance problem stemming from the pineal. Okay. So what if any patch on my third eye um, at night is too stimulating energetically for me? Um, could I wear it like on my right temple or behind my right earlobe? Sure, you can actually stack the Eon and the Alavita on Sanja 17. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you could also put the Alavita patch on Shimeon, which is um, on the bottom of the heel, on the planar aspect of your foot because the okay. is um, indicated for sleep and it goes directly to the brain. How do you spell that? Okay. Uh, S-H-I-M-I-A-N. S-H-I-M-I-A-N? Yeah, Shimeon. Okay. It's like you, you probably learned that Onmeon 
right. is used for using sleep on the neck. Well, she meons its partner, but it's located on, on the bottom of the heel. Ah, uh, now which side would she use that on? The right, because it's a the right side right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unless you wanted to reverse polarity and make yourself more tired, if you have an excess of chi, which if you're dry, you probably don't. Uh-huh. Okay. But, um, uh, I, don't, I don't have trouble sleeping. Mm-mm. And I've been using okay. patches for a long time. So yeah. I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> figure out whether I need to do the brain balancing protocol and the five element protocol before I do the others, but I'll figure that out. So thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You are welcome. Great. I am going to just mute you here. Great question, Melissa. Thank you. Okay, next person, area code 514. Hi, what's your first name? Area code 514. I'm not hearing. Sorry, 541. Got a little dyslexic there. There you are. Sorry, 541. (laughs) Okay, the question is, what is the best way with the patches to raise your platelet count? I don't think we could say that, but we could say general things about uh, maybe blood, Dr. Dennis? That's good. Yeah, um, bladder 17 is the influential point for blood. So in general, I would put energy enhancer or ice wave or eon on the right and SP6 on the left. Of bladder 17. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Sure. All right. So I'm just going to write that down. Sorry for the noise. Uh, If you can hear that, we we are having kind of an early spring here, at least temporary spring. And so all the uh, snow uh, is coming off in, in huge, big, huge chunks off my metal roof. And it sounds like thunder. So in case you oh, wow. hear that, that is why. Yes, that that was a nice wake up call this morning. <laughs> you know, surprised that my dog. Didn't a few bark, weeks ago, our snow in Arizona was hip deep in the forest, but it's all oh, melted yeah? now. Oh, yeah. wow. hip deep, really? Wow. It drifts, it drifts in the forest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to just mute you up. In my notes, I have you as anonymous uh, because you didn't give us your first name. But let's go ahead and um, area code 503. Hi, who's this? Hello? Is this Mary? Yes. Is that me, Mary? Yes. What's your first name? Mary. Mary, okay. So so you can find yourself in the notes. That's why we asked for your first name. We don't need to know your last name. So, Mary, what uh, question do you have for Dr. Dennis or myself? Um, I have a client who suffers every month um, with very bad inflow of fluid, and it puts her down pretty much. And she's a single mom, and she works at a construction company. And so I'm wanting to know how I can help her so that she doesn't have so much flow and brings her so much cramping. Ah, okay. So uh, monthly with um, heavy menstrual flow and cramping, correct? And like fibroids. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, so that's a good one. I used to be, I used to have that, so that was intense. I know exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about um, uterine fibroids? Yes. Okay. Um, there, there are a number of different things we can do. Um, there, there's a point called Zigong, which is three soon bilateral to CV3. And uh, if you put um, Eon patch on the right, Zigong, and SP6 patch on the left, that would bracket the uh, uterine area and help with that. Another approach and is, is that to really- on the stomach. I don't under. I'm, I'm not. The I'm belly, a massage yeah. therapist. Not a, on the belly. Okay. okay. Go to CV3, which is on the midline of the body, and uh, you find it by finding your pubic bone, and uh, the point right above your pubic bone that rides just above it is CV2. You go one inch above that, and you have CV3. And then bilateral on both sides of it, you go three inches to either side of it to a point called Zigong, Z-I-G-O-N-G. And you put the E on on the right and the SP6 on the left. Okay. Will that help with the heavy okay. menstrual flow and cramping too, Dr. Dennis, or is that something different? Um, yeah, because uh, the um, Eon and the SB6 patch influence the hormones, so yes. Mm. And, and then at, at night, I'd also use Olivito in the third eye. And <clears throat> you could also uh, dis- disperse the stagnation by using liver three and uh, gallbladder 41, which is a master point for the belt channel. So the bell channel goes around that area of the body. So uh, I'd use either energy enhancer or ice wave patches with the white one on right gallbladder 41 and the tan one on left liver three. That'll relieve stagnation. And also the the liver channel circumscribes the genital area. And so it's often indicated for that area's problems. This will be in your notes, right, Dr. Khan? I'm trying to write this down, and I'm like, ah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, I don't think it necessarily, um, I wouldn't do necessarily all of it. Just, um, you know, try it without the uh, the last thing that Dr. Dennis mentioned. Um, you know, just try the, the Eon on the right, SB6 on the left, on that low belly area, and then Alavita at night, because, you know, a lot of this is hormonal, right? And then if that isn't enough, then you could add, you know, the Ice Wave. I, I'm going to put Ice Wave in the notes, but um, if you don't have Ice Wave, you can use Energy, of course. Um, liver 3 on the left using the tan, and then Gallbladder 41 on the right using the white. It's one of the five elements um, Hatching protocols is very, very common, uh, advanced protocol that uh, is recommended by a lot of acupuncturists, and um, Dr. Dennis and I both love that. So in addition to the brain balancing protocol, the five elements protocol is like kind of like our mainstay of if you want to do one more advanced protocol with energy enhancers, uh, that's the one you would do. So, But that is in my notes, um, and I, I think that that will help a lot. So 
yeah, hopefully you can let yeah. us know. Yeah. Her other problem is she's got a high cortisol um, count, so it keeps her awake all night. I've never heard of that Oh, yeah, before. that's where that EM may be really helpful because yeah. EM is known to balance uh-huh. cortisol. And, and for that for that cortisol component, I would uh, reverse the polarity of energy enhancer patches uh, and put the white one on left kidney six and the tan one on right bladder 52 at night. Okay, say that one again, Dr. Dennis. Thank you. For the cortisol problem, kidney six is a good uh, point to address that. And I'd reverse the polarity of energy enhancer patches by putting the white one on the left kidney six and the tan one on the right bladder 52. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sorry, six, 62. I meant 62. 62, yeah. 62, not 52, yeah. Can I ask one more question? Because maybe it's going to help other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a daughter who's on birth control since she was 15 for her excess tissue that grows. And so she's not married yet. She's kind of afraid she won't be able to get pregnant because of the problem she's been having. But she'd like to get off of the birth control and be able to balance those hormones so she doesn't have to, you know, it's been so, what, 15 years now. And uh, so we're hoping that we can help her so when she eventually does get married and has children, she won't have problems. Yeah, I was not able to get pregnant. I've been on birth control for about that time as well. It may not be the cause of it because uh, I had all sorts of leaky gut and all sorts of stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely a concern. I'm glad actually she's thinking about that, you know, like, how do I prevent that? So um, I think the patches can be supportive of that. Dr. Dennis, I was thinking X39 is a good one. Well, yeah, I haven't been able, I haven't been able to get pregnant either. Um, and according to the Obama administration, um, I should have been able well, she's to. Not trying to get pre- she's not trying right, to get not pregnant right now. Right now. She's, just ready, yeah. she's ready to spend like thousands, like $1,500 to go get a special hormone test. And I'm like, let me look, let me try this first, Mikkel. You know, let's yeah. see if we can try the patches. Yeah, the, the, okay, the birth so, control pills are not just controlling that symptom, not really balancing the hormones, right? It's artificially lowering the hormones by giving you hormones. Yeah, it makes it, like, yeah, it makes it so she doesn't have a period each month and just so that it doesn't build up that tissue, you know, because that's what the yep. problem. She's already had two cysts that burst, you know, when she was 17 and 19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's other good things to do, like cleaning up the diet, right? Because, you know, the birth control pills alone can cause leaky yep. gut issues and I'm a big fan of bone broth if someone's not vegan or vegetarian to heal the gut and, and getting ready from genetically modified foods and pesticides and all that kind of stuff which I'm sure you know about um, Dr. Dennis will let you talk now about what what's something easy that maybe her daughter can do to help balance those hormones um, so that when she gets off birth control um, she won't have those symptoms back yeah so on a more serious note from what I said before um, you could uh use Eon on right Sanjaw 17 and um, SP6 on left kidney 6. And those, those are good points for and good patches for uh, balancing hormones. And then if you want to um, embellish it even more, you could put the Olivita on the third eye. Okay, I think I this is so great. Dr. Dennis, I'm actually going to do a, a little micro training and put it on YouTube. Um, for that hormone balancing, just so people can have that. 
it makes an awesome triangle too. You know how I love triangles. But the alibi is at night, though, right? So are you saying patch the eon and kidney six at night as well? I mean the um, sure. Sorry. It, okay. It could be at night. It could be. At night. Thank you so much. You You're are welcome. very welcome, Mary. All right, let me mute you here. Okay. All right. So. Okay, so who else do we have here? We've got area code 949. Hi. Hi, it's Anna. And hey, I have Anna. a couple of questions in the chat. Hi. Did you see those? Oh, in the, you know what? In the My chat, chat is blank for some reason. Oh, that's odd. Uh, let me see. Okay. Well, the chat's not working today. Bummer. I thought it was blank, and I'm like, that's odd. There's nobody here. <laughs> I yeah, messed no, up the I, chat I last week, and it doesn't seem too. to have recovered. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> so I'm working with a client who has, um, well, first, let me start with me really quick. I hit um, and hit the back of my head when I fell a few weeks ago. And since then, um, my acupuncturist needled, I noticed he just needled a bunch of urinary bladder points. And I said, what in the world's going on? And he said, well, you hit your head and you've got a lot of gallbladder and urinary bladder points in your head. And when he needled UB2, my body just went ah! <laughs> really loud, just involuntary yell. And he said, that's your head. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've been having the copious, um, copious, and urgina- uh, copious urination with some frequency. So that's me. Um, and I am getting, you know, tired more, more frequently. And then my client has, um, now she thinks it's from food. I, I, I know that she does have an overgrowth of yeast. But she, does heat, does burning indicate necessarily heat or heat and dampness or because she has um she gets these flares like four times after she eats so she thinks it's the food but i kind of have a feeling it might have more to do with the body clock like some other system that's attacking that um, especially when it's having burning hours after in the uh, in the bladder like really oh, in the bladder okay you're in yeah yeah like after just eating debilitating yeah but like four or five hours so I just uh, she's even thinking that maybe the Epsom salt baths are causing an issue. But I I think it more has to do with sugar and then off gassing of, you know, um, the die off of when you have such an overgrowth of yeast. From what I learned, their die off gas is ammonia, and I and then also she was eating a lot of things with oxalate. I think she's creating stone. But I've gotten her off the spinach and the kale. <laughs> no way. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be good for us. Wait, not for everyone. Shoot. You not know, for everyone, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, I think, oh, kale's so great, right? And I, I would eat like a steak and my, you know, and I would go alkaline, mind you, the good quality stuff, right? And then I'd eat a bunch of kale and I'd go acidic and I'm like, what the heck? What the heck is going mm-hmm. on? Kale's supposed to be good for me, right? Well, not not everyone. So, um, okay, let's deal with your issue first, Anna. So, okay, so we got the okay. head injury um, and then bladder and gallbladder points are what your acupuncturist said would be helpful. And right now you're having some sequela of that. So you're tired more frequently. So in, in medical speak, that could be like post-concussion, you know, even if it's a mild one. And then you have some copious urination, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about today. So I'll let Dr. Dennis kind of assimilate mm-hmm. all of that and see what you suggest, Dr. Dennis. Well, <clears throat> Because of the um, possible head injury, uh, I've used the brain protocol 
But instead of using Eon, <clears throat> try it with uh, X39. Mm. Okay, great. So would she just use um, the X39 on different points on the brain balancing po- protocol every night before going to bed? Or yeah, any just like you have outlined for the Eon patch only. Okay. Instead of using Eon, use the X39. Or if you really want to get fancy, you can actually stack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found these L'Oreal double grip rubberized clips really help to hold um, patches in the hair. Mm. I used to crisscross bobby bobby pins, but they tend to migrate, and so those double grip clips are just excellent. They really keep it keep it. Um, oh, that's fine. great! One thing I yeah, I just that I, I just stick it on is, my head, but I have so much hair; it doesn't matter whether I rip a few out. <laughs> oh <my laughs> but some people may yeah, not like that. If you can handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, well sometimes Nirvana I just take half X39. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with L'Oreal double grip clips, but I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. Dennis, I'm not sure you have enough thick hair for that one. <laughs> yeah, some so, of the guys so are I like, think, eh, um, I'll just stick it on my head. <laughs> yeah, X, X39 and Nirvana, what, what were you suggesting to stack? Um, on the Eon. Like the Eon Brain Protocol. Eon. Oh, okay, gotcha. The, oh, okay. Put the X39 on top of the Eon. Okay. Or in place of the Eon, either one. Okay, great. Thank you. Great. And then uh, for the, the client that has burning uh, in the bladder after eating, Dr. Dennis, um, which of these protocols uh, would be good, you think? Uh, look at what she's eating first because uh, mm-hmm. that could be too acidic and irritate the uh, the bladder lining when it's coming out there. Uh, and after that, uh, go to the protocol we talked about for pain and urgency. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't have anything acidic at all, but she's, I mean, she's even thinking that collagen is causing this burning. And I just said, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's pretty inert, like avocados, collagen, She's looking to a lot of things, but I think those aren't things that would cause burn. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you? Yeah, um, have a try that burning uh, protocol first and see if that works. Because um, that, I mean, obviously okay. it's a very complex protocol, but I mean, she meets that criteria for that one as right. opposed to some of the other ones. So we look yeah, forward well, to seeing if it the helps. Causing the burn, but I, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, some people say anything can cause anything, depending on what's going on with that person. And you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I have had, uh, I tell people that I had this one thing where I was just suddenly, seemingly suddenly allergic to coconut oil, and it's supposed to be really good for you, and blah blah blah, right? So I'm doing muscle testing, and I'm like, what is going on? And so I thought to myself, thank you angels. Um, Oh, I wonder if I'm actually sensitive or allergic or intolerant to the actual biological ingredient of coconut. And the answer was no. And I said, well, what am I reacting to? Long story short, it was where the coconut was harvested. There was a curse on the land for 200 years. 
and I was reacting to the energy of the curse that was connected to that brand of coconut, which was like organic, like really good brand, you know, like they don't know the stuff, right? Like they don't go, wow, we had a curse on the land, right? So I cleared the land (laughs) and I was able to eat that coconut oil and has since been no problem with that. So anyway, just, just a thought. You Did never you just know. clear the oil? Did you uh, address? I cleared the whole land because I can do that. And I teach other people to do yeah, that the cool whole stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. I address the the spirit of the person that cursed it. Yeah. Well, there's you know if there's entities and things involved, we go ahead and just clear everything connected to that as well. It's a longer the you know protocol than I can really talk about, but um, but I do in my some of my programs okay. I talk about that stuff. So how to do that. Yeah. So, Anna, anything, any other questions you have? Um, do you think that, is there another organ that's, besides the kidney, that's really tied? You know how one organ can get attacked by the daughter or the mother? If there's a deficiency there, is there another organ related to the bladder that I should be paying close attention to? You've mentioned some liver points and some stomach points. Well, um, I'm not sure if it's an excess or deficiency yet, but um, you can address the mother. Like if you go to um, kidney seven, you're pulling energy from the mother into the uh, kidney. And if it's an excess, uh, you can um, you can go to kidney eight and. Um, you, that will pull the excess out of the kidney and uh, sedate it because it's a water point in the in the liver. So that would be liver eight. I'm talking about. I'm sorry if I said kidney. Okay. I meant liver eight. Oh, okay, okay. Um, her her just her whole life force energy. I can hear it in her voice. It, it gets so diminished sometimes. She sounded great today, but. It, Sometimes she just sounds like she can barely have the energy to speak. Is is that deficiency, or could that also be no, a success? No, you got it. That's a deficiency. So in that case, I I would use um, a kidney seven. So that would tonify okay. the. Uh, it would, and, okay. and if you uh, if you checked her pulses, in that mm-hmm. case, there's probably something called a husband wife block going on. So. Um, the pulses would be high on on um, on one side of the body and low on the other side. Like the the, mm-hmm. the energy wouldn't be getting through. So um, I have that too. On the right, it's really strong, and on the left, super low. Yeah, that's a husband wife block, and so kidney seven would help break through that block. And you pull energy okay. from from the. Uh, the yin or the the uh, wife into the husband or the uh, the water side. Great, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. it's it's hard for her to hydrate because she's, um, you know, I mean, when you have to use the washroom every fifteen minutes, literally every every fifteen minutes, that's about the longest she's ever been able to be on a call with me. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's, it's debilitating. So that so that mm-hmm. is really helpful that you're talking about the diminishing of yin as you're letting go of that urine. That's really starting to make a lot of sense to me. I appreciate your expertise and time. Thanks. 
Sure, my pleasure. You are welcome. Great. Okay, I'm going to meet you up here. Um, we've got someone, area code 805. Hi, who's this? Oh, hi. Uh, this is Renee. Hi, Renee. Hi. Um, okay, I have uh, a couple of questions. I've appreciated all of this so far. Uh, one Good. question for myself is uh, tinnitus or the uh, ringing in the ear on the left side of the body. Um, and then another question having to do with somebody I'm working with who's COVID didn't have extreme uh, case of it, but is left with fatigue and achy body and flu-like symptoms. Yeah. Well, we're we're looking at deficiency um, due to flu. I say flu instead of COVID because um, there are PhD virologists and immunologists that actually took 1,500 samples of blood of people diagnosed with COVID, and they could find no trace of that virus in any of their samples, but they did find influenza A and influenza B. So we're probably looking at 1,500? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And there wasn't just one lab. There were a number of PhD scientists, virologists and immunologists that did this and they distributed it among their labs. And and uh, not only did they do wet lab tests, but they also used a scanning electron micrograph to look for this virus and they couldn't find it. So they concluded mm. it doesn't exist. Interesting. Well, the, the disappearing, uh, <laughs> it's like a, maybe it's one of those very fancy patentable disappearing viruses, Dr. Dennis, you know, you never know. <laughs> Um, but they, like but, I, said, but I do they think do, that COVID I, has probably, you know, cured the flu and heart why? disease yeah, and diabetes and all sorts of things. So down. you got to love it. The flu cases go down as the COVID cases go up. <laughs> yeah, that's Tony Robbins noted that too. And it's in the same proportion. The same, same number of COVID cases appear as the number of flu cases went down. Oh, yeah. So yeah, if you combine well. that information with um, these scientists finding influenza A and influenza B in the COVID samples and concluding that COVID doesn't exist, but it, it's really the flu that's going yeah. on, and, and your description of how this flu symptoms are lingering and this person was diagnosed with COVID, I mean, people, people that have had motorcycle accidents are diagnosed with COVID. And heart yeah. attacks. And it's all yeah, for- like dying with it or dying of it. Is it, they didn't really differentiate that part. And um, but there's a right. there's a there's a huge, you know, drop in uh, the case demic at this moment as 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 of this recording, as my understanding. Of course, we're getting from winter to spring. Okay, so there's there's that uh, seasonal up and down of all viral infections. Anyway, is my understanding. Um, but also the H, uh, the WHO, who had um, changed their, well, basically told people to stop or decrease the uh, number of cycles thresholds for their PCR tests. 
So they did that right after the inauguration of President Biden. Um, And so we're getting less false positives as well. So that's an interesting coincidence. So that could also be the decrease in the numbers in the case-demic. And then, of course, you know, there's the whole vaccine thing, right? There's another good reason to uh, have a decrease in numbers. I'm not saying necessarily from the vaccine, but uh, associated, uh, at least mentally, (laughs) from the vaccine. Um, well, okay, we won't, we're not going to go into the, all these different theories without uh, links for everyone, so we, we need to move on. But um, but what you're saying, Dr. Well, Dennis, so is know, that the symptoms are similar and uh, achy body, fatigue, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's exactly yeah. what happened to this woman. She had She was tested for COVID, didn't test positive, but the flu-like symptoms were, they, they said, because of your symptoms, we're going to call it COVID. So that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so that's right. Thank you for that, because there is that flexibility that, uh, if you want to call it that, that they've given medical doctors and practitioners here in America, even if you have a COVID-negative test, which is very unusual if you're using a PCR test, because that tests more, like false positives. But if you get a, if you happen to get a negative test, if you have the symptoms that are associated with that, which, of course, is symptoms that are in a lot of those types of illnesses, right? They can call it whatever they want, and that's completely legal to do that. So, yeah. So to treat the flu-like symptoms, where Thank would you. we where would we go? Um, well, so um, aching, sore joints, low energy. Okay, so for the energy... To make it simple and basic, you can put energy enhancer patches on stomach 36. Uh, you could also put um, uh, any of the YH patches or the X39 on the life gate, which is GV4 that's just on the midline, just below lumbar vertebra 2. That'll tonify the kidneys as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I like the X39 um, there personally. Um, now if she's, stomach 36 this is, this is really re- powerful. This is after she's gotten rid of the virus and is recovering and has a deficiency of energy. Yeah. But if she's got an active viral load, um, the logic in Asian medicine is you don't want to tonify the pathogen because that locks it in. So we're talking about after she's recovered and got rid of the virus, or at least her system's taken it over and is in charge. Uh, then uh, if if we back the truck up a little bit and talk about symptoms of cold and flu, then we're looking at putting patches on gallbladder 20, which is on either side of the of the neck at the base of the skull to disperse wind and also Sanjiao um, five, which is on, um, on the, um, on the uh, arm, on the forearm, on the, uh, the opposite of the palm side of the forearm, the dorsal Uh side uh, about if you, if you use your um, index finger and, bend your wrist and put your knuckle in the fold of your wrist, the tip of your finger will point right to that point. Uh-huh. 
So put two okay. sets of energy enhancer patches on. This is to um, for active or early symptoms of the cold or flu. Yeah. Sure. Okay. What if they're in the middle of it? It's not when they first start. Because I know with the wind point, the gallbladder twenty, I was always told to do that as soon as possible. But is it still worthwhile yeah. doing? And say you're three days in. Well, it depends on if you've got wind symptoms. Um, hmm. If you've changed over to wind heat instead of wind cold, mm-hmm. and you're you're in an active heat stage, then it may not help as much. Okay. So then you'd want to um, dissipate heat more, so you'd move down to large intestine 11, or even large intestine 4 to drain yang out of your head. Okay. Okay. Heat in this case. So you you could put um, the white patch on right, Sanjiao five, and the tan patch on left, large intestine eleven. Okay. So that's uh, only someone's in the middle of what they're going through. And uh, so, so let me just um, re, uh, summarize that. So now that she's more or less recovered, so she doesn't have active flu symptoms, then Dr. Dennis said to use energy enhancer patches on stomach 36 combined with X39 on governor vessel four at the back, which is at the level of L2, which is to help with that um, kidney young and tonified kidneys rather. Yeah, that's the sense. life gate. GV2, GV4. GV4, yeah. Okay. And what about the ringing in the ear? This is a different person, right, Renee? Yeah, this is me, actually. And several other people I know. (laughs) Yes. Is it uh, low rumbling or high pitched? It's a high pitch. High pitched, okay. On the left side. Have you tried anything already? I, um, yeah, actually, I have. I've, I've used the X39 on that part right in front of the um, that little flap of your mm-hmm. uh, of your earlobe. Because um, yep. there's like three or four acupuncture points there. I've used X39, and then I've rotated it with carnosine. And that seems to help. And then there's another spot right above the tip of the ear. Yep. Yeah, the first spot is small intestine 19. The second one is gallbladder 8. So are there any patches you would recommend? I think you're doing pretty well. Um, what else, Dr. Dennis? Well, you or if you want to keep it simple, just put a white energy enhancer on the right, small intestine 19, and um, the tan one on left, uh, gallbladder 8. But um, if that seems to help you, then go with that. Uh, the uh, tonifying the kidneys with the life gate that I mentioned before should help also. And it may also help to... Um, Disperse stagnant liver chi with um, liver uh, liver three. Okay. Yeah, 
I, I think that, um, yeah, what I'll write here on the notes, um, because if you wanted to do all of that, um, and you may not want to use two sets of energy enhancer patches, then I would recommend, you know, doing liver three with the energy enhancer patches, which is one of my favorite points, uh, even though it's not in the brochure. Um, and then maybe doing ice wave, you know, on that, what Dr. Dennis mentioned. So, um, you know, the right side of the face doing the, the white uh, in front of the ear and then the tan above the left ear. I know it's on the left side, but we're just trying to kind of balance those ear type points. Um, yeah. And then GV4 with whatever you want. I'll put X39 in the notes, but you can put it whatever you want. There. Great. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Sure. All right. Let's see. I think we have one more person. We might not have time to do the prostate today, but I think we've done it in the past. So area code 301. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Elaine. Hi, Elaine. And I have a question. Hi, how how are you? My question is, I am not familiar with all of these points. Some of them I am, but is there a chart that you have a visual chart that I can print to show all of these pressure points where you put the patches? Well, don't you know, feel bad. I'm I know where the third eye is. Like long five, I have no idea. Though, you know, is there a chart? I don't know if Blackbear <laughs> still has that chart or not. That you could no, order but you can get off. that anywhere. But there's so many points, you're going to take forever to find them. The best way to do it is online. Go to yinyanghouse.com and uh, go okay. to their acupuncture points database. And I'm going to put that mm-hmm. right in the notes. So you'll have it in the notes. Okay. It'll be hyperlinked in the notes. Um, and just look up the point. Because if you're looking on this chart, you'll take 20 minutes trying to figure out where's the lung channel and how yeah. these numbers work. <laughs> You know, whereas okay. if you just put it in right. the in the in the database, you put lung seven, right? And then it's like boom, okay. it just pops up, and you'll see the location. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, you're and welcome. don't that was feel bad question. about not knowing where all the points are. I've been studying this stuff for decades, and I still don't know where all the points are. I know, because it started sounding like a foreign language to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you have a great day. There are over 2,000 acupuncture points. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to learning about them. Okay. Oh, you know what? I unmuted two people at the same time. I'm sorry. There's two people with area code 301. So is the other person here? No? Okay. 301 or 310? 301. Well, I just okay. muted them both, so um, there's no way in the show to put hands down. So, sorry about that if I missed somebody, but we didn't hear you talk right now because I unmuted two people with area code three zero one, um, and uh, maybe that was Heidi. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, you guys might have changed your uh, changed your she phone. She would be three one zero. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this is three zero one. Okay, great. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and um, this in the notes and uh, kind of gusset them up, so correct the spelling and things like that. Um, yeah, and so, you know, uh, so next month, um, you know, I think Dr. Dennis and I are going to have a little chat and talk about what's the best way to do this going forward. Um 
I think people are so used to Zoom these days. Maybe we'll do these through Zoom. I mean, the benefit of doing it through Zoom um, is that we can show you pictures, you know, of the points and things like that. Now, the downside, of course, is that we won't really have time to do a topic in depth. Um, um, because if you're showing pictures and da-da-da, you know, and, and writing notes, I mean, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, so that's that's may not be the best. So what we can probably do is just ask, you know, what people prefer to do. And um, and then, um, or, or Dr. Dennis and I will just get on a chat and just figure it out ourselves and figure out what's best. Um, because so many people are used to doing Zoom, they kind of like that. Uh, and then we say, oh, it's a radio show, you know, and call in, and they're not used to that. <laughs> um, and like I said, the benefit of doing Q&A on a Zoom is that we can show you pictures, but we won't be doing actual, like, the really complex stuff, you know, that we've been doing. And, and the thing is that Dr. Dennis and I have been, what, eight years now, Dr. Dennis, seven, eight years? I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're in our eighth year, yeah, Yeah, radio show. so we've covered a lot of topics. And... Um, you know, and we have most, I think, notes for most of those topics. I didn't think of doing that previously, um, but um, we have notes for most of those things. So we had a show already where we talked, I think, uh, talked about prostate previously. Um, oh, so we're getting to doing, we're kind of doing like um, reruns. <laughs> well, we, we, got new, we have newer patches since we did those old shows, too. Like, That's um, true. When, That's true. When I first developed my prostate protocol, we didn't have Olivita or X39 patches. Mm, that's true. So I used other patches instead. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we may need to do those. So we'll we'll figure something out. Um, so maybe it'll stay on the radio show for now as we kind of review some of the old um, protocols that we shared, but now using the newer patches and put them in uh, to those protocols. Um, so we may redo some of those, um, so everyone will have at least the notes uh, for that. But uh, I appreciate everyone calling in. Thank you so much, Dr. Dennis, for your time, as per usual, um, that you donate your time here. I really appreciate it. It's awesome. It's always awesome. You're welcome, Dr. Karen, and everybody listening. It's my pleasure to help shed some light on these issues. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, bye for now. And remember to go to patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog for the notes that will be published later today. And we'll also share those onto our Facebook groups. Bye, everyone.